Hello, everyone, and welcome to another STGC After Hours. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. I'm joined by Justin and Hello. our uh, community guest, Blaine. How's it going, Blaine? I'm doing well. Still waking up. Yeah, all of us are. <laughs> I'll play some Fall Guys to help with that. Um, so, <laughs> Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout is a uh, new game uh, developed by Media Tonic, published by Devolver Digital for PlayStation 4 and PC. Uh, launched on PlayStation Plus, uh, which helped it get a, a huge start. It's already got millions and millions of players, uh, doing very well so far, and, and very popular, it seems, in the uh, the online space right now. It's a fun little game to hop in and out of. So we're going to be uh, breaking down our thoughts on the game. Um, Devolver provided us with a review code for the game, which we're grateful for, helped us uh, try it out and be able to, to really dig into it and, and see what we think. So uh, I guess, first of all, We've been playing a lot of this in the uh, SDGC Discord. There's been a community game night, people hopping in and out, everyone playing with their friends. What do you guys think of Fall Guys? It's kind of amazing how good it is, considering every reason it could have been terrible. Like, it, not that it should have been, but like, it's a monetized Battle Royale esque <laughs> or Battle Royale like. Mm -hmm. um, and. It's the only one of that type that I so enjoy so much that like I just keep playing it. I don't get tired of it. It's like you said, it could have been terrible, and I think these kind of games are a fine line. It's got that kind of clumsy, unpolished—not unpolished, but like bad. Like you can physics can go crazy. You can get knocked. It feels like half the time it's just blind luck. And these games, quite often, this is how I feel kind of about like Octodad, where it's like. It was a bit of a novelty and goofy, but then after a while, it just wasn't fun anymore when that wears off. And I think Fall Guys managed to stay on the right side of that, where like it is well-designed enough and fun enough that uh, that it has more substance to it than just like, oh, funny little jelly beans falling off uh, cliffs and stuff like that. There's enough like good gameplay and, and good minigames and substance to, to keep it going. What Absolutely. about you, Justin? Um, I... I think the thing for me that kind of defines Fall Guys is, like, it's almost as fun when when you're losing as it is when you're winning. <laughs> like, if you're losing, it's very funny. Like, like, the game is designed in such a way where, you know, other players can mess you up, you can mess up, but, like, it doesn't feel like, oh, that was complete bullshit because everything's kind of complete bullshit in a lot of these mini-games. Um, so it j it's just one of those games that I'm laughing the whole time I'm playing. Um, and it, it just gives you so much of that, okay, just one more kind of feeling mm -hmm. that I think is what's kind of endemic to its success because it's just a silly concept to the point where I'm surprised no one has done this. Like this kind of like <laughs> obstacle course race with a bunch of players concept. Like it, it seems like it would work so well for so many, for like a lot of different types of games. And I can't even think of another one. Yeah, um, no, I was just going to say like, it is a breath of fresh air. Cause it's like we have so many battle Royale games and they all involve like just murdering other people. And it's like, <laughs> There's literally an infinite number of genres yeah. and types of games you can make where you have like 60 or 100 people and you have to be the last one standing. Why are they all shooters? No, yeah. literally. Um, yeah, it's 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 just a blast. Um, 
I love the design of the characters too. Like, I think that's also a very big part of its success is like, they're just simple, silly characters. They can do a lot with the costumes and stuff, but like, it's one of those, it's one of those like designs that immediately you see it and it becomes iconic. Like if you see one of like (laughs) one of these jelly beans now, everybody knows it's from fall guys. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's a really, really key part to it. Like they just nailed the stuff that you need to nail for this game to to be successful, um, which is really impressive considering it's from a team of that was 30 at max. Oh, seriously? Um, yeah, the maximum number of developers on this game was 30. They did a good job. Um, considering. Yeah. And it has over 10 million players already, and it's only on two platforms, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like so far it's um no they they nailed what they needed to get right which um which really impresses me and it's like it's obvious from the second you start up the game i think the um this like you touched on but the simplicity plays to all the game's strengths like the simplicity of the character design like you said it it ta- it lends itself really well to like fun costumes and stuff cuz you're not like locked into like i mean some of these other games where you got like a grittier aesthetic you I mean, they put in goofy costumes anyway, but, like, you kind of have to find things that work for those characters and stuff like that. Whereas this one, you can slap a hot dog on the thing, and it fits. <laughs> and But, like, that permeates all the parts of the game. Like, the menus, the, the gameplay itself, it's just, it's simple, but not bland, and it's just accessible. And I think that's part of why everyone's just finding it so easy to just jump right in. Yeah, like, I don't, I think, like, no matter, like your skill level with games like there's what there's a jump there's a grab and then there's like a dive like those mm-hmm. are the only and and then just regular movement like it's very simple i think even if for even for like kids and people may, that may be not all that familiar with games mm-hmm. uh to pick up and play and have a good time and kind of the way it's designed is people that have played this game for hours and hours aren't going to have that kind of massive advantage that they'll have in other multiplayer games. So, like, mm. those people can also be successful. I, th- I think it's just one of those games that invites a lot of people to want to check it out. On the flip side of that, I will say that there is, like, while it's not so much on the level of, like, how, like, you go into, I mean, I, I don't like Fortnite, but... If you go into Fortnite and um, you see these people doing, like, I'm crafting and shooting and all this stuff at the same time, I'm just like, I'm, like, 29 years old. I have ADHD, but I have no attention span for that man is malarkey. Um, in this, while it is much simpler, like you and Justin have said, and that, like, adds to the accessibility for both kids and adults alike, it, there's also, like, a developing meta of, of like... Because, like, there's obviously people who are cheating on the PC version. I've seen videos of it. It's bananas. Mm-hmm. Like, there are also, like, when I'm playing on PS4, because that's what I most pretty much just play it on, um, like, the little shortcuts people develop, like, uh, if you're on Slime Climb, which for the people who are listening, if you haven't played the game, it's basically you start at the bottom, you walk up an obstacle course to the top. If you stay at the bottom too long, slime is rising and eliminates you. If you fall off, you're eliminated. And at the... 
I have ne- for, for the record, I have never successfully completed Slime Climb. Well, you're, well, then here's a fun tip that might actually help you. So, at the very beginning, there's these little dividers that if you walk into them, they bounce you away. Like They're like shaped like triangles. You can actually mm-hmm. jump on top of one of the dividers and get a bounce. Not just your jump, but an extra bounce. And get you right up to the next platform. And if you time it right, you can get from like middle of the pack to first in the group like in two seconds. And there's little things like that. I've tried. I've actually, I've actually tried that and ended up failing oh, no. even worse because I did not aim it correctly. I'm sorry, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> so is the the meta that like are we worried about that? Is that like I'm not worried. See, you... like I I'm not too worried about it because like I think yeah like if you know mm-hmm. what the obstacle course is and what's coming mm-hmm. and. Like, because there's some parts, like, there's this one um, stage called the Whirly Gig, where there's a bunch of these big spinning propellers towards the I end. I know that one well. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's there's one point where there's, like, two paths to the side, and then one right down the center that aims right at the finish line. That's way shorter than the other ones, but it has a huge propeller going in front of it. I've seen, like, three people get past that middle one. where mm. So, like... But, like, the first time through, you're like, oh, I'm going to go through the short route. <laughs> Whereas, like, if you've run it a couple times, you just go around to the side. Like, yeah, there's, like, little things like that. But you play it, like, two or three times, and you mm-hmm. learn, you pick up on that stuff really quick. So what, um, I mean, we, we kind of talked about, like, the basic things we like about the game. Do you guys have any favorite levels or, like, standout minigames that you think are, are really good? I like Whirly Gig a lot. I I like the ones that are like very obstacle course mm-hmm. based. Like th- those are very fun to me. It's it's it just feels like playing you know video game version of like Most Extreme Elimination Challenge <laughs> or Wipeout or something. Uh-huh. Um, I think those are the funniest. Um, and like the thing I like about those two is somebody could be way out in front and then mess up a little bit. And then the standings can dramatically change. I, I, I like those. They're, they feel very dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're very well designed as well. Like, you can tell they put a lot of time and testing into where everything is. And even, like, the camera. Like, there's one one spot at the end of, uh, of like, a couple of the stages where there's a little gap that you need to jump. Yeah. But if it's your first time playing it, you won't know it's there. <laughs> and so you'll just wander off the edge. Like, it's it's simultaneously designed in a very clever way to mess people up. Um, so that, you know, it's not just a straight shot to the end. I love all the obstacle course stages. Mm-hmm. I have to kind of mirror Justin on a, in a way. Like, the obstacle course um, levels are great. I... Uh, I mentioned it before because, like, Slime Climb is probably one of my favorites just because I figured out, like how to path my way through all, like, the spinny uh, hammers and what to do on what areas. Um, I, I keep wanting to call it Dizzy Dials. That's not... That's the name of an item from Thousand Year Door. But the Dizzy... Uh, what is it called? It's the, which, It has all the spinning platforms. I think, Justin, were you just talking about it a second ago? It has all the... Sp- not Whirly Gig. Whirly oh, gig the Whirly Gig? The, like the spinning things that hit you. This is the one where the floor is spinning on like two different areas and then it's dizzy something, oh. but I can't remember. Either way. 
Oh, the one with like the rollers no, no, where you have to out. like move. I've called this one rollout before. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, the one where you're on like a cylinder no, no, and everybody's out. trying to stay I'm on. I'm talking right? about and like there's like gaps. There's like you go like the first oh, obstacle okay. course is <laughs> dials on the ground that are spinning. So you have to kind of like oh I have to get on the one that's like going the way I want to go. Okay, I I know which I know which one you're talking yeah, about. I'm blanking on the something. name. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Which yes, one. I know that which one you're really talking fun. about. Yeah, that one's fun that one's very well. good. And, like, what's fun about Whirly Gig too is like I figured <laughs> out that it's hard to. I think they made the timing harder because people were doing it like I were. But if you let one or two of the things hit you, it can launch you like halfway across the stage. But if you time it wrong, it launches you into three the three yes. other spinning things, and then they hit you back. <laughs> So, how do we feel about team games? <laughs> I think they're the great equalizer. Like, even if somebody is, like, way out ahead in the other stuff, they can get completely messed up by the mm-hmm. team games. I think people that take... People that are more competitive than I am, understandably, get very frustrated <laughs> with the team games because you'll just get eliminated no fault of your own and sometimes you can't even really make a difference on your own um but i think they're kind of brilliant specifically because of that um like they're not my favorite part of the game but i think they serve an important role like in the core design they give everyone a chance right like even if you're awful at the game so on the flip side of like someone really good they could still go out in the team game if you're really bad, but you're just on a good team, it could help you, like, you know, get one step closer to that, to that uh, uh, final, to the final stage. Um, yeah, like you said, the equalizer, right? It just, yeah. it's all part of that game. And it's like, everyone kind of has an even playing field, has an even chance. You know, and now that I'm thinking about it, since y'all bring up the team games, I wonder if that is, because something I've noticed about this game, and I promise it comes back around. Something I've noticed about this game is the fact that while there is griefing, obviously, I haven't noticed it in nearly the volume that I do in like almost any other game. Not of just this type, but games that feel like they're ripe, uh, ripe for griefing. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, is part of that because you have these team games that basically tell you, hey, you could try to fuck over every single person you're playing with. And granted, some of the games are, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. But like... Are you going to be cheap and do it? And then what if you don't, like, what if you fuck up and you're trying to fuck them over and they get to the next round? And then you're in a team game with them. Now you have to play together. Mm-hmm. So do you really want to <laughs> piss these people off that could then cost you the win? Or do you want to, like, leave it civil enough and respectful enough that then you, when you do work together, you will work together well? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a good point. I didn't consider that, but you're right. It's like it's alternating between everyone for themselves and, like, working together. Mm-hmm kind of thing which is uh you know yeah that's cool i think my problem isn't with the team games i just think some of the team games like you guys mentioned the best parts of the game are the obstacle course stuff and i think it's not that they are team games it's just that some of the team game activities aren't as good as uh the other ones like yeah uh the ones with the balls like the i like actually like the one where there's like four balls and or like and you have to yeah, get yeah. them all to different team ones the soccer one i have not had a good experience with that one it's always one team and there's if just if you have a bad team on the soccer one you can get <laughs> fucked up it's just bad. like there's two balls always going into my net and like as soon as one spawns it's back and like the, it, i don't know that's the problem <laughs> that's the problem justin I, i'll let i'll let you go with something in a second but like that's the biggest problem with fall ball is that 
some people I don't know how to do it yet mm-hmm. and I'm not going to do it when I learn how I'm actually going to try to stop it but there's a thing where like you can just get balls going in the net non-stop if you time it right when it spawns mm-hmm. and it gets to the point where like I remember being in a game where we were like seven I was seven on someone else mm-hmm. but we were actually doing it fairly another time we were like ten down and it was just going in and mm-hmm. in and people on my team like weren't even trying at a certain point we were like what can we do yeah it, this is just, this is it tough. needs it's too straightforward because it's just net and net and a ball and it's Unlike the rest of the game, which has obstacles and, like, blind luck and stuff like that, this one does feel very, like, skill-focused. So you get, like... I actually felt, like, a little bit of Rocket League twitch was yeah. coming in there. Because, like, getting the timing of the ball in the air and jumping up to hit it at the right angle, it's very... It's actually very similar. Um, so I think if they just added, like, some vertical columns in front of the nets where it could kind of, like, take a weird bounce and go away, or, like, you know, maybe, like, a hole in the floor somewhere where the ball could just kind of fall... like. Just a little bit of extra stuff to make it uh, less like straightforward. No hole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I I like I like those ideas a lot because yeah. Because also like I think the time limit is kind of long on that one, especially mm-hmm. if it's like a runaway game because you're just like, well, yeah. I just have to sit here I'm, and wait till I'm I get down eliminated. ten nothing. We're not coming back. <laughs> yeah, end my no, literally. Um, but uh, <laughs> I remember there was one time I played fall ball. And my team thought we had to score in the goal that was the same color as our team. As our team, so oh, the no. other team just sat back and let my team continually <laughs> score on our own goals. <laughs> um, it was very, very funny. Um, but I like the tag ones, the tail tag. Um, mm-hmm. So there's there's two variants of this tail tag for those who don't know. Um, there's one. Where um, several people on your team will spawn with a tail. And uh, the teams that have the two most tails... There's three teams. The teams with the two most tails, when the round ends, move on. And then there's another one that's one of the final rounds. Where last person to have the tail when time expires wins. And those ones are very fun. Because you're just running around trying to grab every other player. And Mm -hmm. everybody's just just flailing around and it's a mess and it's very funny i think someone mentioned that they'd prefer it if it was like based on time with the tail and not just who has the tail at the end but i kind of i don't know i see both sides i kind of like that uh you can like just be like fucked over the whole time and then you could get like it's just another part of the game where it's like we're always going to give you a chance to like try and move ahead and, and yeah. like come back and stuff like that. Cause yeah, you could hold on to the tail for like two minutes and then lose it at the end and, and go out. And, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I could see either way. I more or less agree, but I, I actually, I feel like if you took away the, mm-hmm. the fact, if you, if you took away the fact that it's just having the tail, that in mm-hmm. itself would, I don't know. I just feel like that would be less enjoyable to me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I will say is that there's only one variation of that game that I actually don't like. I mean, I, I, I'm fine with the one at the end cause I've gotten pretty good at it. I'm, I'm indifferent mm-hmm. to the regular tail tag cause it's just whatever it's, you know, you don't have to, the one that I don't like is there's the variation that is a large group, but it's the same rules as the final. So it's like, you have to have a tail and whoever doesn't have a tail gets eliminated by the end. It's like, I think it's like a 10 people or something or mm-hmm. five that was one of the most like anxiety ridden bits I've ever played because there's so many people and even though there's you think it'd be more tails would be less anxiety but it just felt worse 
and I did not yeah. have a good time. I won it, but like I was not having a good time while I was playing it. <laughs> so is there, before we kind of move on to the, the last bit of our, our conversation, is there any, you know, we talked about like what we like about the games and stuff like that. Um, is there anything about Fall Guys that you would like to see improved? Is there any like big flaws or, or just any concerns you have, I guess? So for me, one of the things that kind of has stood out um, there, there's a few issues. Uh, a lot of them have to do with playing with friends. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't tell you when, like, other people in your team are knocked out and stuff. So, like, sometimes th- there was a time where I didn't back out of the game when everybody else in my party had because I thought I was oh. spect- I was still spectating, thinking that they were still in. And I find um, it, it doesn't highlight them very well either. I played yeah. with my friend, and he just had a tiny little icon above. And I was like... yeah. I was scanning the whole screen, like all six, trying to figure out where where is he. Like they should be yeah. like, you know, highlighted or like a different color or something like that. It could be a yeah, lot and of like, when you complete a stage, um, and you just go into spectator mode for the rest of the time, like it doesn't just take you to one of your teammates. Like I just want to watch my teammate do it. And then there's sometimes where you can get eliminated, but then it goes right into a load screen for the next stage, and then the countdown to that stage starting, and you can't quit until then. Oh, God, yeah. So, like, some of those are annoying, but I think one of my big biggest complaints is actually the weighting of how common some of these games come up, because how it mm-hmm. works is it just kind of randomly chooses one from a certain pool um, with each round. And, like, there's one game... It's one of the team games, and it was one of the most fun, where um, it's basically three hallways side by side with a soccer ball in each one. Yeah. And the team has to, the first team to get it to the goal wins. I have played that one once. Mm-hmm. And I put, like, quite a few hours into the game. Um, and I think there's a few more mini games than people think there are. Because it kind of seems like the same ones just keep getting chosen. So I would like to see... Um, I mean, it could just so be the way the randomness works I, out. But I'd like to see some... I assumed like, it was... like, I assumed there was some sort of waiting. Or like there was only certain games that you could get in the first round. Because there's only two games that I ever get for like the start of the game. And it's either like Whirligig or uh, the Seesaw. Oh there's, there's, so a, there's I get a, those every time I start the game, and like you said, there's a few other, more, yeah. Okay, but like, is there certain games you can never get in the first round? I, I yeah, like okay. the the ones that are all the final round are mm-hmm. only like final round because okay. those okay. are all like very last person standing mm-hmm. for who wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think you can get any team games in the first round. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And they try, I think they always try to make the first round one of the race rounds. So, Mm -hmm. like, because I think it pulls from, like, pull, the pools pull from, like, whether it's a race round, a team round, a final round, Mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. So, you can get others. But, like, I would like to see them kind of maybe, like, play with that balancing to kind of introduce some more variety with what's already in the game. What about you, Blaine? Um, well, to add to Justin's point first, like, because you mentioned the, the way that things are pulled, I actually have only, that tail tag thing that was, like, the group elimination, I've only played that once, and I actually, I thought, like, I was like, oh, they must have just added this, 
But then I was like, mm-hmm. wait, maybe they didn't. Maybe I just never played it because of the way this rotation works. Um, but that being said, if there's anything... Uh, we're talking about things that like either we would improve or don't like about the game mm-hmm. at this point, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, I feel like the only thing that I really heavily, heavily, heavily dislike is Seesaw, as like the majority of people do. But I don't <laughs> think there's a way to fix it. Because it's not the fault of the design of the level; it's the fault of people, like people not knowing how to play. Just that level. go to the side that needs to come down. <laughs> Literally, Just it's go inherently over there. It's, it's see, the thing about seesaw is it's inherently designed to be a mess. No, exactly. They knew what they were doing when they put that yeah. stage in there. <laughs> they post on their social media the the one that's like, "Oh, there's three wolves inside you." They all don't know how to play seesaw. You don't or, know how to play seesaw. When there's the two paths. And you go down the one path, but the seesaw is all the way up on the other one. No, literally. That's the start of the level every single time. And your (laughs) options are just to wait for people to move to the other side and bring it down to you, or go all the way back around to the other path. No, literally. Every every single time. Because keep (laughs) jumping, but they keep falling off, and it just keeps going. Yeah. (laughs) On the flip side, if you do get out in front of everybody else in that stage, it's very easy. It feels like you're cheating. (laughs) Oh, no, for real. I had that happen. I was like Thread dead the square on the way forward, and I just was coasting yeah. the entire time because nobody was around me. <laughs> uh, well, b- before we wrap it up, then, so let's uh, talk a little bit about. Uh, I mean, these kind of games, I think, kind of live and die on the support that they get, and um, you know, especially as it gets more popular. It's only been out for a few weeks now. You know, eventually, like we said, we've already played a lot of these games a lot and some of them not uh as many um you know at some point they're gonna have to ramp up the speed at which they add new games or they add new modes um so maybe what uh i guess th- this would include things like maybe like a a team mode instead of solo right so like a lot of people in these battle royale games are like playing squad modes i don't know if that would work for fall guys but uh what do you where do you see the support for the game going do you think they'll be able to put content out at a regular pace do you think there's going to be kind of a you know i mean i know they're a small team so maybe we're going to be looking at a, a pretty big gap here between um now and you know when, when they add some new modes or new maps and are people still going to be playing this game in six or twelve months so a couple things uh you just mentioned one of the things that is kind of my concern about content drops is how small the team is um, we saw, and just how big the community got really quick. Like even Apex Legends, which is made by Respawn, <laughs> like when that game took off as hard as it did when it first released, um, this was a you know one of EA's shine. This is like EA's golden boy team, <laughs> uh, you know, backed by a huge publisher, and you know even they were taken aback with how popular it got and how fast and how much people wanted more content. This is a team that, at max, I don't even think the core team is this size, but, like, at max in its development was 30 people, and it's published by Devolver, which is an indie um, developer that doesn't really do very many multiplayer games. Um, And we saw it with how they were struggling with the servers and stuff to get them back up Mm -hmm. when 10 million people tried to play their little indie game when they first uh, released. Um, I think that's going to be... I think that's going to be probably the biggest hurdle um, for this team. Um, I, I don't think... I mean, it's kind of a good problem to have because it means people want to play your game. 
but I, I do think um, they're going to have to do like some serious hiring um, and planning to really get that get that sorted. If I had to think about, see, I don't have things I'm so much worried that they're going to have to overcome because I think the content updates are going to come. I think well, Justin's concerns are totally valid, mm-hmm. but I do think that they're going to persevere through that just based on how popular it is and how much they have. I mean, with the server outages that we did have, they have been very communicative and very like they've been moving forward ever since. Mm-hmm. Um and they did fix the servers pretty quickly. I know it felt like forever. No, no, for people, exactly. But like within a few days, when you look at like Drive Club and Master Chief Collection took six months or years. No, yes. literally. Red Dead Redemption, <laughs> like the two, that took what, like almost a year to even get functioning? And that was yeah. with no content. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, like what, what, and something that I'm very, very hopeful for um, as someone who's very, very loudly outspoken against things like predatory monetization and gambling mechanics in games. I hope that uh, sets a precedent for like putting an end to this idea. Well, we have to have that predatory monetization and gambling mechanics because otherwise we just can't afford to make the games mm-hmm. and we can't afford to, can, we, we won't get enough money out of it. Fall Guys' monetization is literally, you can buy the currency, that's it. But that currency mm-hmm. is not like in the weird, like, 1 to 1.5 that most currencies are it's like you get like $5 you get like 10,000 currency or something and mm-hmm. you really only spend that currency on these cosmetics cuz that's all that's available to buy but then like you have crowns which you cannot buy that lets you so it's like it's the same basic idea as all these other monetization schemes but it just doesn't feel like it's out to get every single little dollar out of you or find that whale that might have like a problem with impulse spending you know and i I haven't looked into the store too much. Is there any, like, is it just, like, if I want to just buy the hot dog costume, can I just go buy? Is there any, like, mystery boxes or anything? There's no mystery boxes. So, there's no loot, there's no loot boxes, and the hot dog is actually in one of the premium packs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's the fast food okay. pack. It's five yeah. bucks. You get a hot dog, French fries, you know and them something the else. Yes. Yes. Um, There's a rotating mm-hmm. sp- store, like in your Fortnite or whatever have you. Um, and so, mm-hmm. you have one tier that's like every day is new stuff, and then one tier that's every two days. Um, and, I mean, like I said, the, the most valuable stuff is for the crowns, which I've heard some people say that makes them frustrated because they just want to be able to, if they run out of time, get their favorite thing. But at the same time, I would rather have those really yeah. high ticket, like you want it items, encourage the game player to play the game, than just go to the store and spend $30. Because then that becomes the situation that I criticized before, which I... And it's cool bragging rights if like you see someone exactly. with that or you yeah. have it. Because like, yeah. like they had a Hotline Miami crossover outfit that I really wanted, but it cost 10 crowns. Which you can get a couple crowns from the season, like essentially a battle pass. Um, yeah, which is also also free, I want to mention the battle. P- yeah, currently the season one battle pass is free, and it's only forty tiers instead of a hundred or more like other ones, and mm-hmm. it's pretty quick to go through. Um, like it's very doable. You can get a couple crowns from that, but mostly they're from winning. Um, I do think maybe they can play with the crown economy a little bit because, like, that one Hotline Miami outfit, for both parts, it was 10 crowns, and it was only available for, like, three days. And, like, that's a very—and, you know, especially when it was, like, the second week the game was out, that's very tough to get, which is good for a prestige item, but I think they can play with it a little more so that, you know, it's actually attainable for people. 
But um, uh, oh, sorry. I I also do think that this game could probably, um, you know, as they tune the economy and stuff, get away with going free to play because I think they have they have a big enough player base to support that. I know a lot of people on PlayStation um, have bought the two premium packs that total up to fifteen dollars, which is still five dollars more than the base game, five dollars less than the base mm-hmm. game costs. Um, because we got it on PlayStation Plus. Um, I think, especially if it comes to other platforms, you know, having it be $20 and this other stuff when it's as successful, I think the game could figure out in a way to not be predatory and get away with being free to play. Um, and I think that would probably be mm-hmm. a really good thing for it. I mean, if the being on PS Plus launch was any indication, I think that that is definitely the route they want to go. It's just yeah. maybe because they're, you know, smaller scale. They are published by Devolver, but they're still a smaller studio. So they probably wanted to test the water to see, can we really make this work or not? Hmm. Yeah, and I, I th- think the key... I, th- I, th- I, th- I, I agree with you. And I think they have over 8 million re- re- unique registered players on PlayStation. I think <laughs> mm-hmm. it worked. Um, so I think for that method, there's like a critical mass where... Uh, like you once you reach x number of players in your economy you can kind of be self-sustaining uh just based on those like cosmetic transactions and stuff like that so that's the the smart play is you know going playstation plus getting everyone into that and then you can kind of like pull back a little exactly. bit and you know hopefully not you don't want to do it too soon because everyone's like oh i paid 20 dollars for this game and it's free like three months later but uh, yeah no i i agree if they can find that balance i think that would be really cool and they, I just wanted to, I mean, we were talking about the content and stuff like that a little bit ago. I think the other cool thing with a game like this is you don't just need to create new maps. Once you have, like, a large amount of games and stuff like that, you can put things in and out of the rotation. And you can kind of, like, hype that up as, like, put something in the vault for three months. And then, oh, this game, this mode that everybody loves is coming back this yeah. month. And it's just, like, another way to, like, really drive people back into the game and stuff And they've like already that. added a new game that's like a variant of another one. So like mm-hmm. the original game was like a spinning thing that you just had to jump over. But now the new variant also has floors that fall away as the round goes on. And so mm-hmm. like I think that's a that's a, a kind of a cool thing that they can play with. I'm curious to see if they do like seasonal things too. Like like either seasonal based on holidays or also just seasonal. Like here's a special like round that's going to be rotated in. Like basically what you were saying, Jeff, but with the added seasonal mm-hmm. aspect. Yeah. All right. Well, I I think we covered most of we had to say. Did anyone have any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Check the game out if you can, especially if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber. Please. Um, because I think within a few rounds you'll know whether you'll like the game or not. And I think it's just a really fun game, especially. I really appreciate that this isn't like a real serious business game, multiplayer game that you have to play on a regular basis to be able to stay competitive and have fun. Like I could, I've only played it like, I played like big sessions with friends like a few times since the game has come out, but like, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. And if a friend is like, Hey, let's play some fall guys. I'm like, hell yeah. And like, um, whereas, you know, some of, there are some multiplayer games I've had to just give up this generation because I couldn't keep up with all the stat changes and stuff that would come with every patch. I couldn't play regularly enough um, to hone my skills where I could have a good time. Um, 
I can't just like bullshit on comms with friends because we have to be focused on the game and communicating about the game. This is just, it feels like Mario Party-esque kind of um, party game mentality brought to this kind of battle royale approach, which I, I really, really appreciate. And I think it's, I think it's kind of a brilliant way to tune the game and I'm excited about its success. Um, yeah, I would, I, if I was talked at length, I would probably just mir- end up mirroring everything Justin just said. Um, <laughs> please, Mediatonic, prove me right, and please continue being, having, like, a good, sustainable monetization thing. Um, please help me, give me a reason to go to these people that then go, like, well, I ha- mm-hmm. it has to be predatory, and I can go, no, it doesn't, because this game did it, it was successful, and it didn't do that shit. Uh, yeah, I couldn't say anything uh, that either of you didn't. Uh, I wish them all the best, and I agree. I, I hope this can kind of, you know, pave a new road for not just, like, how a game can be successful and, and still make money and still, you know, keep the devs going and stuff like that, but also it's just a breath of fresh air in a, a genre and a space that can be very toxic and very violent and, you know, just very com- competitive-driven, like, self-focused and this one just feels like whimsical and fun and everyone just hop in and have a good time so definitely all the best to uh to media tonic with uh with fall guys um thanks everyone for for joining the conversation it's been great uh this has been justin blaine and jeff for super deluxe games cast you can catch the live show every thursday on twitch at 9 p.m eastern time uh, until next time have a good day everyone <laughs>